0: Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Tangled Knot with Deb Rojas. With the help of our Heavenly Mother Mary, undoer of knots, Deb seeks to help us untangle the knots we find, and often cause, in our own lives. Deborah Rojas, M.S., is a psychotherapist and mental health counselor at Integrity Counseling Services. A graduate of Divine Mercy University, Deborah utilizes a variety of approaches within a Catholic-Christian framework, depending on the needs of the client. These approaches include cognitive behavioral therapy, internal family systems, emotion-focused therapy, forgiveness therapy, person-centered therapy, gestalt techniques, and narrative therapy. She specializes in women's issues, relationship trauma, spiritual trauma, physical and sexual trauma, anxiety and depression and grief and loss. She also works with priests, pastors, and seminarians, drawing from her background of over 20 years of working in both Protestant and Catholic churches. For more information about Deb and Integrity Counseling, please visit them at IntegrityCounselingPA.com. Once again, the address is IntegrityCounselingPA.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Deb Rojas.
0: Hello and welcome to The Tangled Knots. I am Deb Rojas, your host for tonight. And I'm really excited to uh, share with you, to introduce you to a dear friend of mine, Diana Van Gwan. And and just to talk about faith, friendship, um, relationships, a special retreat that she went on this past weekend with Women of Grace. Um, She has an exciting project that she's working on as well. And uh so there's just a, <laughs> a great deal that Diana and I could talk about. Um so welcome to the show Diana. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm sorry we missed our walk this morning. I know. It's <laughs> rain. Pennsylvania rain. hmm Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um we've gotten to know each other well over our walks and talks over the past few months.
2: Yeah, praise
0: God. I know it it's such a such a joy. Such a joy to get to know a sister. Um, mm-hmm. one of the things that I most appreciate about you is that you you have a way of reminding me um how much Jesus loves me. I don't know.
2: We all need to be reminded of that.
0: Don't we, though? Don't we, though? Mm-hmm. So um, yep. I was wondering if you could share with us how it is that that has come to be such a powerful thing in your life so that it's, like, so much on your conscience to, you know, to remind others of that beautiful truth.
2: Yeah. How far back do you want me to go? <laughs> hey,
0: wherever wherever the Lord takes us tonight.
2: <laughs> okay. Um so I am uh, one of four girls. Uh, my my Both my parents were Mexican, and so I'm first-generation Mexican-American, and mm-hmm. I, I grew up in California, in San Diego. And um, I am one of those little girls who just never got enough daddy love. Um, mm-hmm. My dad, God love him, you know, did his best, and he But he had to work a lot. Uh, We were not very, we didn't have a lot of money. Dad was a pipe fitter working on the Navy ships. And uh, Mm. many times Mm -hmm. he had to have two or sometimes three jobs. And so, um, like many women uh, that we know, I was sexually abused when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And um, that and I think the the missing love, which later became Mm -hmm. a father wound in my life, led me mm. to you know as the song says look for love in all the wrong places
0: mm-hmm. and um
2: that you know kicked off a very dysfunctional life um and it was wonderful you mentioned the retreat that i was on this weekend it was a uh, women of grace with jonah bankovich and she was also sexually abused when she was a little girl and she was talking about how when people commit sins against us um and of course when we commit sins ourselves it. It not only changes our mind, it changes our heart, and it changes mm-hmm. the, the the perspective that we have on life, and Absolutely. it affects all of our choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my whole life um, was affected by this event, and by um, not receiving the love of my father, the you know as much love. I mean, I know my dad loved me, but you know, he was limited, um, and so. I led a very dysfunctional um, early adulthood, and um, and eventually the lies that the enemy told me were ones that I know many women in our in our world here. You are not good enough. Mm-hmm. You are not. You're not lovable. Nobody likes mm-hmm. you. You know. Um, you you are not worthy of love. All of those things, and um, mm-hmm. and it's something I've struggled with my entire life. Um, so, you know, in the last, maybe, um, I guess 10 years, I've been going a spiritual direction and and this has been something that we've been trying to address, um, you know, because obviously those are lives of the devil. God does love me. He died Mm -hmm. for me.
0: Um,
2: he created me, but for such a very long time, I would hear those words and, and they would register in my head, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not stupid, I know. <laughs> you know, you hear it no, you, you. Mhm. You know, you're like, yeah, okay, I know God loves me in my head, but it's not mm-hmm. reaching my heart. You know, it felt like there was just a boulder, kind of like, you know, Christ's tomb. There was a boulder that was that was blocking off my reception of God's love. Um and I think that this boulder was moved recently. Um through a series of just God's grace, mm. um, I found out that I had Freemasonry in my ancestors. Um, some, one of my ancestors was a Freemason, and so I was connected with some of the priests at the St. Michael Center in Washington, D.C. through a friend, and they prayed over me, and it was discovered that I had a generational spirit wow. that um, I believe was, was really blocking my ability to receive God's love. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, this was a month long um uh, process, I mean, aside from you know the the other fifty years <laughs> that I was working on this, but um you know i it, it just God led me to Italy for a like a a pilgrimage of one where he <laughs> reminded me how awesome I am, that mm-hmm. he made me awesome, and that he loves that me you and are he's crazy about me, yeah, yeah. You are awesome.
0: and um, you were absolutely. <laughs>
2: And so then I, I went back to D.C. and and the priest prayed over me and the demon finally left after the priest wrote a prayer for me um, called Beloved. And it just mm-hmm. is a reminder that, you know, God loves me. And um, and I mean, speaking of that word, um, you know, there's also a song um, called Belovedness. And I, I forget the artist. I'm going to look it up right now. But this a friend of mine shared this song with me. And um, Sarah Kroger is her name. And mm-hmm. I shared that song with you, Deb. That The song is just remarkable. It really is a gift from God. And there's a line in there that um, that the, the artist sings. And she says, you know, um, it's God speaking. And he says, you're mine. I smiled when I made you. Mm-hmm. And it just brings me to tears every time mm-hmm. I hear it. You know, and I remember... When I first heard this song, I was like, "That's not me. He's not talking about me."
0: Hmm. Yeah. You even know, I don't. It was hard to believe. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but now, now it's like whenever the enemy tries to whisper to me, you know, nobody likes you. They think you're annoying. Just shut up. You know.
0: Just send <laughs> I send just it to me. I'll tell him back that. To
2: him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just <laughs> tell him, you know, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm him mm-hmm. and he smiled when he made me. So, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, um, I know that, you know, this is a real enemy. uh, This is a real tactic of the enemy to, to attack women and and men. I mean, um, people feel so unloved and they're Mm
0: -hmm. unable
2: to receive God's love. And so I feel like, I don't know, is it my mission to, to just, um, you know, share God's love? I mean, I have been soaked with the super soaker of God's love and now it's my turn to super soak other people, you know? Mm, What an
0: image. Yes. And that you do. You do that so beautifully. The super soaker. The super soaker of love. You know, you share a very, a very painful story. um, And you share it so courageously and vulnerably from the heart. And I really want to thank you for, for taking us on your journey. Um, You know, it really is a journey of grace, but it's also one of pain and sorrow. Right. And, um, you know when you think of the sexual abuse is especially when we're young it is so traumatic to our trust, and trust yeah. is really and, what yeah. what connects us to each other mm-hmm. and so when we don't have that, it really breaks down our ability to be loved, which then informs the lie that I'm unlovable, right. And then when we do things like acting out sexually that reinforces that even more so,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's like the lie, it just, it perpetuates. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and it really truly is love that breaks that. Right. That breaks yeah. That. True love, you know, true God's love. unconditional yeah. love. Yes. God's and the hard love. thing, mm-hmm. I think,
2: yeah, I think the really hard thing about it is that um we have no example and we never will. Well, the only example that we have of unconditional love is Christ. You know, right. nobody yeah. that we know, mm-hmm. nobody that we ever will know will love us unconditionally. We're we are incapable of loving unconditionally because we're human and we're we're, you know, marked by sin.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But and so it's hard to believe that God loves us unconditionally because we don't know what that looks like, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's one of those things, (laughs) you know, there's that, that saying, fake it till you make it, you know, and it, it sounds so rough, but it's so true. And it really plays a huge part in faith as well. You know, it's like um, if you're trying to grow in charity act like you have charity and then Mm -hmm. eventually God will give you the grace and you will have charity. You know, if Mm -hmm. you want to forgive, act like you've forgiven and, and, you know, and do your best. And then eventually you will forgive. God will give you the graces, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like,
0: Mm -hmm. there's
2: so much that we can't do. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can't do anything without God, you know, (laughs) but these things that he calls us to do to love and to forgive and to, you know, to be charitable and to, to be kind it's hard to do them because people are people and um, they're tough sometimes as we are. And, you know, so um, if, you know, if I want to love others, I have to do my best
0: mm-hmm. to try
2: to love others and, and act like I love others. And then eventually I'm going to be loving others and I'll be like, Oh wait, when, when did that happen? You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. And so in fact, when really... that exercise, it's not about, others and what they're doing to deserve the love or their right. behavior. But it's really about what God is right. doing in me and my heart to bring me to that right. moment of being able to love unconditionally. Um, you had said that we don't really know what un- unconditional love fully looks like because we haven't seen Christ. But in many ways, we can recognize it. Right. We we see glimpses of it. We see glimpses of it in family. We see glimpses of it in friendship. We see, um, you know, we we see it in the mass. Yeah. You know we. Well, uh,
2: this is why. Yeah, lectio divina and, and morning mm-hmm. prayer is so important because we learn who God is by reading the Bible, by reading the uh-huh. Gospels, and and so. And and like the the psalms tell us, you know, sing God's praises at all times. Why? Because it helps us. It I helps mean. us to remember how awesome he is and it helps us to remember all the good things that he's done for us. And, you mm-hmm. know, because life and the enemy likes to remind us of the, all, all the horrible things that are going on. And, and we need to, we need to sing God's praises because, you know, that's how we remember. So like, you know, it's funny, like if you think about Shane Ignatius's discernment of spirits, one of the, one of the rules are um that he says, you know, when you are in, when you are in, um, So there's consolation and desolation, you know, and when you're in desolation, Mm -hmm. you're, 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 you're not really hearing the voice of God. You're either away, Mm -hmm. you're, you're separated from him because you're sinning or because you're being lazy or, you know, or Mm -hmm. because God has, God has silenced himself to help you grow.
1: Yeah. And when you're,
2: yeah. Mm -hmm. When you're in consolation, it's when he's giving you all the, you know, the, the spiritual candy and you're just feeling the love and you're, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, but grace one is of slowing. the rules say, yeah. One of the rules say that when you're in consolation, remember what it's like to be in desolation and get ready for it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: when you're in desolation, remember what it was like when you were in consolation, because mm-hmm. you will be there again. So you don't know. have to scare. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's what singing God's praises are. You know, it's like. When I'm down, I have to remember, oh yeah, remember that time that Jesus did this for me. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna be okay,
0: you know, so in many ways, yeah. you are like your own cheerleader, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, and our guardian angel you know reminds us, and
0: yeah, absolutely, we have to be we do,
2: and that's why good friends like you are are also such a blessing too, you know, because then we can we can help one another, you know.
0: Yeah, it's Get one of thing our to create it bit. for ourselves, but it's another to hear it from the voice of another. Yeah. You know, to be able to say, I am loved,
2: is mm-hmm. different
0: than hearing, I love you, mm-hmm. or God loves you, and have that reaffirmed. Right. Um, it's powerful having it come from another. Um, and that's where healing takes place so so often in the context of relationships, just like the wounds uh-huh. themselves are so our current context of relationships gone wrong. Yeah. We need relationships for the purpose of healing, even though relationships in and of themselves can't give us complete healing. Right. Yeah.
2: Well it's funny too, one of the one of the uh Images that they used in the retreat this weekend was of the rock tumbler, you know, and mm-hmm. I guess uh, there's this thing that you put rocks in it and you kind of tumble it, and oh, when yeah. the rocks start off, they're all jagged, and and then when they come out, they're smooth mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're bumping up against each other, and they're 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 smoothing each other out by bumping up off against the you know the jagged bits, and in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, that's what relationships are for us. You know, um, we, we bump up against other people and, and <laughs> their, their jagged bits and our jagged bits. And hopefully, eventually, we, we smooth out and become more patient, more loving, you know, grow in the virtues and, mm-hmm. you know, instead of remaining jagged and alone in our rocky corner of the world.
0: I did the rock tumbling with my kids um, as a homeschool project.
2: Mm-hmm. And right. then we
0: had some, like, some cheap, they were like fake gemstones inside the rocks. But you do the tumbler And and eventually they turn into Very pretty, very sparkly Smooth rocks From going through this tumbler And it really is such a powerful image Of what Sanctification is in our lives Of how how God Really puts us through trials And um, And brings us to a place Of purification Right
2: Yeah i mean it it is interesting if you think about it, and this is something that you and I were talking about recently, you know, like when when you look at life and you look at your life, you know you realize that the times that were difficult are the times that you really grew
1: as mm-hmm. a person,
2: and in a lot of ways, you know um working out is similar, you know the only way you're gonna get muscles is by. <laughs> you know, lifting hard things. And by lifting hard things, you're ripping, you're basically ripping mu- your muscles. You're causing little tears and then they heal and then you tear them and then they heal. And then mm-hmm. and those muscles are getting bigger by that act of tearing yes. and healing. And in a lot of ways, that's, that's how we grow stronger in the spiritual and emotional life by being torn and healed and torn and healed and torn and
0: healed.
1: And not you
2: know? broken. And not and not
0: remaining a festering wound. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. You know. Yep. Not not remaining infected. Not remaining. Um, yeah. Absolutely, a festering wound. Um, even scar tissue can be broken down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you look at the body and and all of the different lessons that it teaches us about healing. Um, there was a lady who I know who had surgery months ago on her knee. And the scar tissue was so bad that she was in excruciating pain and unable to walk. PT was torture. And, um, and a friend recommended, um, I forget the name of the, I don't even know if it's a doctor or if it's a homeopathic doctor, but actually broke down the scar tissue. And after one treatment, she was able to walk without pain. Wow. And, awesome. you know, like when you think of within our own hearts how much scar mm-hmm. tissue we have. Right. That, that often keeps us from, um, from really being receptive to love or generous with love. Right. Both.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and trauma really does get in the way of that activity it also creates right. the vulnerability for those lies to settle into those wounds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so um, yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful when you were sharing about Jeanette's story and how, you know, there's just so much grace and forgiveness that yeah. goes, that, that is part of that story. Um, mm-hmm. You know, healing is really impossible without forgiveness. Right. Um, And you and I were talking about that, I think it was either this week or or last week, about the role of forgiveness and healing and the need to and how difficult it can be. Um, How has that factored into your story? Well,
2: I mean, of course, you know, I, I, like everybody else, you know, have – tons of people that I have to forgive (laughs) Mm -hmm. and have had to forgive over my life. And, you know, I remember um, one time I was reading the Bible and it was the part where Jesus teaches the disciples how to pray the Our Father. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny because, you know, we all know be our father, and we mm-hmm. all pray it all the time. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. and by praying it
2: all the time, we're basically quoting the Bible, right? Um, but the one part, yeah, the one part <laughs> that we forget is the part right afterwards where Jesus says, If you forgive others, my father will forgive you, and if you do not forgive others, my father will not,
1: mm-hmm. you. you
2: know. And like, and I read that and I was like, Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I mean, it can't, it can't be more blatant than that. You know, that's not anybody else. Those are Jesus's words. You know, those are Jesus's words. And so it's like, what excuse do we ever have to not mm-hmm. forgive another person and, and expect to be forgiven ourselves? It's, it's mm-hmm. just, it's ridiculous, you know? Yeah. So. And then if you think, you know, if you listen to any of the, you know, the exorcists out there who are, you know, praise God, teaching us so much, like Father Riffiger or uh-huh. Monsignor Rossetti, and they're teaching us that a lack of forgiveness is a huge barrier to receiving God's graces.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: if we don't forgive, God cannot give us his graces. Like we, it's, it's like a door to our heart you know, this lack of forgiveness. And so, you know, how do you do that? I mean, and that's again, where, you know, fake it till you make it comes and you just tell Jesus, you know what, I want to forgive this person. I'm Mm -hmm. finding it hard. Please Mm -hmm. help me. I know you want me to forgive them. So help me do it, you know? And then there are, you know, in the, in the, there are a lot of prayers that you can say, you know, where you're basically saying like, in the name of Jesus, I forgive so-and-so from the bottom of my heart for doing thus and thus to me, and I ask God to bless him. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for me, like, I recently um, had had an experience with some people that I loved greatly and trusted, and they let me down, Mm -hmm. and um, it was very hurtful to me, and, um, (laughs) you know, and they did it on Good Friday, and I was really, really (laughs) mad because I was like, Mm -hmm. I cannot I cannot receive communion with this mm-hmm. anger in my heart, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember I went to mass that night cause we were singing the mass that night. And, yeah. um, and I was just crying in the choir loft and I'm like, Jesus, you have to, you have to take this out of me because I do not want to like, I mean, it's one thing to be mad at somebody. It's another thing to commit sacrilege by, you know, by receiving the blessed sacrament with hatred mm-hmm. and anger in your heart, mm-hmm. you know? And I didn't, I didn't. I mean, it was it was the triduum. Like I, I really wanted to celebrate the triduum, and so he I was really like, wanted to
0: enter in. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was like, Jesus, please, please remove this from my heart, and He did. He did. And I mean, still, like, this happened, like, what was Easter, like March or something, and right,
0: just a few months or ago.
2: April. Yeah, and um, I still like, I still, the enemy still brings these people to my mind, and me, and and you know, the funny thing is too. <laughs> the funny thing is that, you know, of course God made the devil and he was an angel until mm-hmm. he decided to, you know, to rebel. And God created him with a mission. All of the demons were created with a mission. And even though they rejected God and even though they do everything to try to get us to hell, their mission still remains. And so if we if we act um, in accordance with to God's graces, when we're being tempted by the devil, mm. we will, they will still end up doing their mission. Right. So like, say because there's a we're, demon. Yeah, who, we're
0: still, we're still ordered towards God.
2: Yeah. And they, they still have that mission, you know,
0: their yeah, their powerful. mission
2: that God gave them is part of their being. And mm-hmm. so like, say there's a devil who's trying to get me to, to, to hold a grudge and that's his mm-hmm. whole purpose. Well, you know, like, he's trying to keep me from forgiving. And so if I act with God's graces, then I'm going mm-hmm. to forgive by mm-hmm. rejecting the demon. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and that just cracks me up, you know, because mm-hmm. they're, they're mm-hmm. doing God's will, you know, but, mm-hmm.
0: but, but, um, and
2: bought, so, but uh, yeah.
0: And yes. so
2: like, so mm-hmm. like, if I think about these people, like every now and then, you know, these people who hurt me will come to my mind and, and mm-hmm. I can feel resentful and, and sure. rude on the hurt or I can just pray for them and just say, you know what, Jesus, um, I'm thinking about these people again mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm 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 you know, please forgive forgive them, forgive me, you know, I, mm-hmm. I I wrote a blog post about it recently because, you know, we we all try to figure out why people hurt us. You know, like, I think that's the one thing that, like, when people hurt us, we sit and we think and we think, why did they do this? What did mm-hmm. I do to deserve What this? did I why do? Why did they do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, we're never going to figure it out, you know? Right. We're never going to figure it out. We have it's to let it go. they don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so really what we have to do is we have to just give it to God and be like, you know what? You know why they did this. You know what? justice they deserve. Vengeance mm-hmm. is yours and all yeah. I'm being called to do is forgive and love. You
0: know, as you, know, you were talking about the uh, the Lord's Prayer, um, when I work with clients, I, we, I talk about how there's that's the condition. You know, the condition to our forgiveness is that we forgive others. Yeah, And the, it's like the one condition, but it's so, it's so difficult. Um, but if you think about forgiveness, and the freedom that it brings to love and unforgiveness and how unforgiveness and love cannot live, they can't can't share the same space. Right. So if we try to hold on to a grudge and if we become resentful and bitter in our hearts, that really prevents us from being able to effectively love God, others, and ourselves in the way that he intended us to. Right. Right. So forgiveness, um I like to refer to it with my clients as the F word. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because <laughs> so when they hear it they just it's like they might say, I know I need to forgive but it's it's a really it's a hard thing. And so, you know, you um you get it that it's you know, we we have to ask God. For the grace to do something that we, in and of ourselves, can't do. Which is everything. Which is everything, <laughs> and particularly forgiveness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Particularly forgiveness—to be able to to look at someone who's hurt us and and not hold it against them. Yeah. And we can forgive because we've been forgiven much. Right. right? So we know what forgiveness that, feels like. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. at the same time, to sometimes even just begin with the Lord, help me desire to forgive. Right. Help to soften my heart first so that I can forgive as you have forgiven me.
2: Well, you know, you think about it and you think, like, um, God doesn't need us. He doesn't need our love. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that we could ever love him, um, uh, like, to match his love for us.
0: There's no way. Mm -mm.
2: But there is one thing that we can do to show our love for him, and that is to love others. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard thing, right? (laughs) So it's like we we want so much to love God, and he tells us how to do it. And we don't want to do it that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's hard, you know.
0: But it's like anyway, that, but that way, Lord. way told Anyway, but that way, right? Jesus said, forgive 70 times 7. And oh, fact, yeah. we're really like, let's do the math. <laughs> and let's right, do right. the math so that we can just count and, and tally it off and check the boxes. And he's like, no, guys, come on. That's not That's and not it. You know it. Yeah. There's no end yeah. to it. Right. Well, so it's encouraging that if it was hard for the the apostles um oh, yeah, you know we can expect it to be hard for us too, but also not not impossible by any means. We have the means of grace and the hope of glory right um, so yeah, powerful yeah. self forgiveness, powerfully restorative yeah. and um and and just not in it, only in our own hearts, but in relationships sometimes, mm-hmm. in families. Um, so, yes, forgiveness is, is actually there's a forgiveness therapy um, by uh, Forgiveness Therapy. The book is by Enright and Fitzgibbon. And oh. uh, it's really just like it sounds, completely designed around forgiveness. And the need to That's not awesome. hold on to things, not hold on to anger, not hold on to resentment and bitterness, not to hold on to offenses, but to really truly let them go.
2: Right.
0: And and leave the leave the justice to God. Yeah. Leave leave it to him. Um so for those who might recognize your voice, Diana, can you tell us why that is? Um you mean because of my show? Yeah, uh-huh.
2: Oh, okay. Um, so my husband and I produce a Catholic travel show that has been broadcast on EWTN, Catholic mm-hmm. TV, Salt and Light TV. Um, it's currently it's currently streaming on Formed. So if anybody has access to Formed, you can just do a search for the faithful traveler and you'll find um, most of our series on there.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So, what's one of your favorite places that you've highlighted on that show?
2: Oh, uh, it's so hard. You know, picking favorite places is like picking favorite saints. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. so hard because they're all so awesome. But I would have to say that, you know, the a pilgrimage to the Holy Land is unlike any other trip you'll take on your life. You know, I mean, there's Rome is a, is a close second, but. Mm-hmm there is nothing like walking in the footsteps of Christ and Mm -hmm. his mother and the disciples. And it will change how you read the Bible. It will change how you pray the rosary. It will change how you think about it. It'll change your spirituality, you know, and it will bring it, it it will, it's almost like, you know, in the wizard of Oz, like when Dorothy sets out steps foot in, you know, Oz and like she went from black and white to color
0: like mm-hmm. that's
2: what going to the Holy land will do to your spiritual life. It'll, it'll put it in technicolor because it's just such an amazing trip. I cannot recommend it more highly. And I will tell people, don't let the news scare you. Um, they're always talking about all sorts of craziness going on mm-hmm. out there and mm-hmm. the, the tour guides know what's going on mm-hmm. and they pay attention and they work around it. If there's anything, you know, and, um, and you will have an amazing trip if you to if you surrender yourself and you go. So I, I highly encourage anybody yeah. to go if they
0: have the chance. I have not been yet, and it's definitely on my list of places to go. I would love to have that be my next trip. Yeah. So if you want to go
2: back, let's uh, <laughs> let's plan the trip
0: together. <laughs> I would so love would to go. I mean, I've I've I've
2: been three times. I never thought I would go ever. Um mm. But you know, the show took me there three times, mm-hmm. and I'm tremendously blessed, and I. I don't suspect I'll ever go
0: back again, but God is very mm-hmm. generous, so you know.
2: So I'm I we'll
0: see. I had a book when I was a little girl called Susan in the Holy Land. And it was a very oh, no. large large picture book with yeah. wonderful pictures of um of a lot of the the sites in the Holy Land. Yeah. It was a Protestant book, so it probably lacked a few. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But um uh, but at the same time it really uh created a desire and an interest that I have not, you know, I have not lost. So God willing, in the near future. Um, You also have a a project very close to your heart that has to do with the missions in California. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes.
2: So so just briefly, um, you know, the reason that we created the Faithful Traveler was to encourage people to go on pilgrimage. And the, first, the whole first series, we we went to places in the United States um, mm-hmm. specifically to let people know that, you know, you don't have to go to the Holy Land or, or Europe even to go to a pilgrimage site. We have plenty of shrines in the United States. And, for instance, here in the Philadelphia Arts Diocese, at the time we had five shrines. Now we have four because the St. Catherine Drexel Shrine closed. But um, so the, the whole purpose was to encourage people to visit sacred sites. Um, for the second series, we went to the Holy Land and then, and then we filmed the Pope's pilgrimages in the Holy Land. And then we were mm-hmm. in, invited to go to Portugal because of the anniversary, the hundredth anniversary of the apparitions at Fatima in Portugal. Mm. And that was just amazing. Um, I'm sure. but then, then, um, they were going to canonize St. Junipero Serra, who mm-hmm. is the founder of the California missions. And, and for all of you, um, Americans out there, you'll have to forgive me. I am of Mexican descent and I cannot I mean, okay, who I can't even say it in English. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I talk to somebody on the radio, they're like how do you say that now? I'm like, okay you break it down, it's like Perro, serra, that's how you say it, So <laughs> um, <laughs> I. There you go, see? <laughs> so I'm a native San Diegan and San Diego is where the first mission was built. Mm-hmm. And I have always devout the missions to my friends and none of them know what it is. And I I just always found that very odd. I mean, of course and Californians it. know what it is, but um mm-hmm. you know the the Franciscans and the Spaniards, they basically created California. Um mm-hmm. and so when they announced that they were going to canonize St. Junipero Serra, I really wanted to to do the missions. I wanted to do a series on the missions before his canonization, but my husband's health kind of prevented that. And,
0: mm-hmm. and then it went
2: back and forth and, um and then, uh and then COVID got in the way. Oh, sure. So it's, this has been a, I mean, seriously, we have been quote unquote working on this series for many years now. Um, I, and I really want to finish it um, because I feel like I owe it to, I mean, I dedicated the series to the sacred heart. So I owe it to mm-hmm. Jesus and, Of course, I owe it to the young man who gave us $50,000 to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, the funny thing is that there are a lot of reasons why this series is not going to be like the other ones that I have created. I don't think Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in this one, um, Hmm. you know, partly because I was unable to film myself in front of the camera. And, you know, I don't think. Uh, My husband doesn't want us to spend any more money. I mean, this is, the faithful traveler is basically a very expensive hobby. We pay for Mm -hmm. it, you know, Mm -hmm. ourselves. I mean, so um, any additional funding would come out of my paycheck. And um, Mm -hmm. my husband has told me he doesn't want me to spend more money on this. So, So I have to look at this in a different way. And it really, you know, there's that whole, like, how perfectionism kind of creates procrastination and Mm -hmm. I've really been struggling with that and bringing it to confession actually because Mm -hmm. you know I really need to finish this project but I I have this feeling that God wants me to do something different with this and Hmm. um funny because the word mission has been just popping up in my life everywhere and um you know we think of the California missions like a thing right a mission mm-hmm. is a place where where you evangelize to a native people and you know but but at the end of the day a mission is our mission we have a mission we have a it's a it's a, it's basically like the you know when Jesus gathers the disciples and says like okay go out you know go mm-hmm. out and spread the good word and that's our mission as Christians our mission is to spread the good word and to tell people about Jesus And that's what the Franciscan fathers were doing was they went to this new land, this, regardless of what the, the conquistadors were doing, you know, I mean, they, okay, they were taking all the gold and whatever, you know, but the Franciscans were, were spreading the word of God. They they were there. They they were there. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were there to meet people and to bring people to God. And, um, and that's our mission. That's Mm -hmm. my mission. Mm -hmm. And, um, The funny thing is, like, I I also, and I know I was telling you about this, Deb, the other day, but I've been thinking a lot about St. Junípero Serra and how, in a big way, his mission from a worldly perspective failed. Right. You know, like, um, the missions only lasted for a short amount of time before, you know, the Mexican government took them away from the Franciscans and gave them and sold them to, you know, public people, random people a lot of them fell into, you know, um, disarray. And, and, you know, today like two of them are, are national park lands. They're not even mm-hmm. churches. And, you know, um, the majority of them are now are still practicing churches, praise God. But um, in a lot of ways, like the, the, the purpose of the mission, you know, to minister to the native Americans um, was a very, it was very brief. Um and, you know, I'm sure from a worldly perspective, if you look at it, sure. um, from a worldly perspective, you look at it and you think, well, how many, how many Native Americans really, mm-hmm. really were brought to God? You know, mm-hmm. and but then you think about it, and you have to think, you know what? From God's perspective, if one person
0: mm-hmm. was brought to God, then that was mm-hmm. enough. Absolutely, because He you cares know, about well, each soul. Particularly, yeah. Each and yeah. so each person, particularly, and so you know you're talking about the mission being to like to help others encounter Christ,
2: yeah, to bring them
0: to Him, and so in 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 connecting all of these stories, like your it sounds like your mission about the mission is in some way to make it relevant so that others can see Christ. And there's a need for him in that story. Right. So that's the adventure you're going to be taking. You're going to be taking the listener on. Um, St. John Paul II said, the most beautiful and stirring adventure that can happen to you is the personal meeting with Jesus, who is the only one who gives real meaning to our lives. And, you know, when I think about all of the tangled knots that we get into because we don't keep our eyes on him Or our hearts fixed on him um, And uh, You know The the wounds that come from, from sin And from um, Sometimes things that we've done Or that others have done to us um, yeah. You know It is it's, uh, it's very comforting to know That we can keep Our eyes on him And that his heart longs for ours That he really We yeah. are his beloved he is the lover of our souls. We are, you know, wrapped in the love of Mary, our mother, in the mantle of her prayers. And, um, yes, there's so much hope and joy and peace because of all of that, even in this beautiful mess of life. <laughs> I know, Right. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for, for coming on the show tonight, Diana. It's really it's been a joy to have you. And uh, you. absolutely, we are going to wrap up. Thank you to all who listened to with us to the end. Um, especially want to thank the 4Policing Network for their hospitality and having us on here. Thank you. But later, we bless you and I hope you're your heart and your life. in a special way. Uh, if you would like to get a hold of me, uh, I am your host, Deb Boha, so you can get a hold of me at 610-609-9781, uh, is your counseling number, and um, we offer counseling that is... Um, based on the, the teachings of the Catholic Church and desire to be tasted in all that we do. So, Mary, i doer of knots. Pray for us. Saint pray for us. Pray for us. Amen. And good night, friends. See you later.
1: You just heard the Tangle Knot with Deb Rojas on the Four Persons Network, real-sound Catholic counseling that helps us to fulfill the greatest commandment to love God with our whole heart, our whole soul, our whole strength, and, yes, our whole mind. We will see you next week for another wonderful show with Deb Rojas. The Four Persons, Inc. is a registered 501c3 nonprofit. All rights reserved. Any unauthorized use of this content without the permission of the Four Persons, Inc. and our hosts is prohibited and subject to legal action. Thank you.